Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 21 through 35. Hear now the word of the Lord. Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and as he could not pay, the Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave his debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slave saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgive you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over until he would pay his entire debt. So my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. May God bless our understanding of this sacred text. And will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So, several weeks ago, I started praying a very weird prayer. Kind of a terrible prayer. A weird, terrible, and completely honest prayer. Dear God, please help me figure out how to preach about forgiveness without actually forgiving that person you know full well I am not ready to forgive. So this week, God made it abundantly clear that God had absolutely no intention of answering my prayer. Because this week, out of the blue, my heart softened and I forgave. I just want to be clear that I never prayed for God to help me forgive. That would have been a lovely thing to pray for. But just as I can't bear to preach a sermon I don't believe, 
I can't bear to utter a prayer I don't mean. I prayed for an out. I prayed for a loophole. I did not want to forgive, but I did want to get through this morning with my integrity intact. I thought maybe I could find a way to hold this parable at a safe distance from my own story, from my own heart. Believing you can encounter the grace of God but not be transformed by it is basically the same thing as believing you can jump into a lake and not get wet. So here we are. The words have jumped out of our Bibles and onto the front lawn of the church. Forgive often. Maybe the words are on your front lawn, too, if you have picked up one of our handy-dandy yard signs. Or maybe that's the phrase, keeping that sign tucked away in your garage. Because if you're advertising that you are a forgiving person, you actually kind of have to be a forgiving person, even with any neighbors you might have tangled with in the past. Forgiveness is not rational. A psychologist will tell you that human beings are not wired to forgive. When we or our loved ones are wronged, our impulses tend toward vengeance, bitterness, hatred. Mahatma Gandhi wisely observed that eye for an eye and soon the world is blind. I don't know about you, but the last time I think to quote Gandhi is when I'm hurt and angry. It may clash with our natural instincts, but forgiveness is fundamental to Christian spirituality and faithful discipleship. We are a forgiven people, and we are called to be a forgiving people. When Jesus taught his followers to forgive, not seven times, which sounds like a lot when you think of it, not seven times, but 77 times. This is not a footnote to the gospel. Forgiveness is right at the bleeding heart of our faith. Instead of letting this beloved creation remain shackled and suffering, God acted. God showed up in the flesh. Jesus revealed the mercy of God and absorbed the evil of the world. Instead of condemnation or punishment, Jesus preached the vastness of God's love, a love that overcomes sin in all its forms, a love with no end. The forgiveness of God is paving the way to a reconciled and restored creation, one sinner at a time. But when we accept that gift of God's forgiveness, we become beholden to grace. Like the slave whose debts were pardoned by the king in the parable, 
We must share the gift of forgiveness. When you put it that way, when you put it that way, it really does seem we have no choice. It's been said that once we have received the grace of God, we no longer live for ourselves. We live instead as God's servants on behalf of a world that lives too deeply in alienation, bitterness, and various states of war. At our best, we, we who make up Christ's body, offer a new model of handling the sins that grow profusely as crabgrass. It's been more than a decade now since a small Amish community in Pennsylvania decided to practice forgiveness in response to unthinkable violence. It's been three years since a church in Charleston, South Carolina, made the same radical witness. It's not that these communities did not also yearn for justice. To be sure, justice is every bit as holy a pursuit as mercy. But pursuing justice without practicing forgiveness puts us in danger, puts us in danger of being overwhelmed by rage and consumed by bitterness. And then we are simply chained to whatever or whoever has hurt us, unable to heal, unable to imagine any other future but the one imposed by pain. We only hurt ourselves when we fail to forgive. Forgiveness does not require us to forget. Many of you read or watched The Shack. It was a book and then a movie, a story that is about, among other things, the power of forgiveness. The author writes, forgiveness is about letting go of another person's throat. Forgiveness does not create a relationship. Unless people speak the truth about what they have done and change their mind and their behavior, a relationship of trust is not possible. When you forgive someone, you certainly release them from judgment. But without true change, no real relationship can be established. Forgiveness in no way requires that you trust the one you forgive. But should they finally confess and repent, you will discover a miracle in your own heart that allows you to reach out and begin to build between you a bridge of reconciliation. The reality is, is that this is profoundly difficult work. It's funny, of all the days of the summer we had to swap around for our preaching dates, this was the hot potato. Everybody had a turn on July 1st. I suspect that at the end of the day, it's something we can only do with the help of the Holy Spirit. The fact of the matter is, is everything we do 
in this endeavor to be the church requires us to open ourselves to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness is a miracle of the heart, an occasion of amazing grace. Sometimes all we can do is confess to God that we're working on it and keep praying that God will keep working on us. The great C.S. Lewis wrote these words in his journal. Last week, while at prayer, I suddenly discovered, or felt as if I did, that I had really forgiven someone. I have been trying to forgive for over 30 years, trying and praying that I might. Maybe it wouldn't have taken 30 years if C.S. Lewis had tried it my way. We need the Holy Spirit to help us with this one, just as we need the Holy Spirit to help us with each and every day of our lives, the days that are filled with joy and the days that are burdened with sorrow. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God's amazing grace. May God give us the strength, the honesty, the patience, and the mercy to be a truly forgiven and truly forgiving people. Amen.